0: You're listening to Episode 48, my exclusive interview with John Edmonston, Christian Bible teacher, author, and digital strategist, discussing his newly authored work, Biblical EQ. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show, sharing God's prescription for total health in spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and total health coach. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. In this exclusive interview, I had the opportunity to host Christian Bible teacher, author, and digital strategist, John Edmonston. We discussed his newly authored work, Biblical EQ. Biblical EQ is about emotional intelligence from a Christian perspective. During this interview, you'll learn about the emotions of Jesus, the spiritual basis of emotions, how emotions arise within us, how our beliefs produce our emotions, how to recognize emotions within ourselves, how to control and manage our emotions. Christ is the model, the Bible is the textbook, and the Holy Spirit is the power to change, and love is the goal. Biblical EQ was originally written to help stressed out Christian missionaries, By listening to this show, you'll be transformed as you listen to the life-changing message on managing your emotions by following our greatest example, Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show, Christian Bible teacher, author, and digital strategist, John Edmonston.
1: Thanks, Rakisha. I'm very delighted to be on this show, rocking your world naturally, and to be discussing my book, Biblical EQ, with you and your listeners.
0: Oh, it is a delight to have you on the show, and I am very much looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Oh, that's great, and. Uh, and I'm I'm just looking forward to exploring the, the world of naturally helping Christians to grow in themselves and in Jesus Christ.
0: Wonderful. And before we get into the show, uh, John, if you could just let our listeners know, what are you doing in your world right now that is rocking your world naturally?
1: Well, I think I'm doing quite a few things. I've been exploring the whole topic of the true self and the false self, that as Christians we have a false self which is full of sin and bad reactions, and uh, the New Testament calls it the flesh, uh, and, and how that drops away, how that's crucified with Christ. And so I'm often asking myself, am I reacting out of my true self or am I acting out of my false self? And I'm taking authoritative authority over those parts of me that aren't doing the right thing, that are getting out of God's will, that are causing me to react in uh, inappropriate ways. And so doing that has had a profound uh, effect on my life. And also I'm doing a lot more walking and a lot more just tidying things up and and having things in order around me to give me uh, peace in my own mind.
0: Oh, and I really um, think that is so insightful that you mentioned that you're really doing some reflective work on your true self to really uh, put some thought as to whether am am I reacting out of my true self or am I uh, reacting whether it's out of my carnality. So that really does take some mindful thought and consideration to be able to do that.
1: Yes, it does. And it flows on from something that I've looked at years ago is the whole thought of the fight, flight or mastery. When we are threatened in some way, uh, whether someone provokes us, uh, we tend to go into fight or flight mode, which is from the amygdala. Uh, It's just a basic thing and it leads us into all kinds of crazy behavior. Or we can take mastery as Jesus did, and be authentic and real in the situation and spirit-led. So we're always in the Holy Spirit, reacting the way the Holy Spirit would like us to, in love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, and self-control. And that involves standing outside of our feelings of inferiority, our feelings of threat, uh, and of our own ego, which wants to jump up and down and make itself the center of the universe.
0: And the fact that you were just mentioning that too, about really following the example of Jesus Christ and how Mm -hmm. we are responding, because many times we don't really put the thought or the effort into how we're actually, whether it's reacting or responding, we just have an automatic reaction that could really lead us down those paths that are not, whether it's Christ-like, staying centered, focused, walking you know, in the love of Christ. And I think, you know, a lot of what we're going to discuss today, John, is about how we can manage our thoughts as well as our emotions to stay grounded and centered.
1: Yes. Managing your thoughts is really important and managing your thoughts and your beliefs because they're what drive a lot of our emotions. Now, some of our emotions come from things like hormones or having too much caffeine in your body and things like that. But, Apart from that, apart from the sort of physical basis of emotions, emotions come from where we focus our mind, what we think about and what we believe. So if I believe that the world's a nasty place and everyone's out to get me, I will have a certain set of fearful and dreadful or reactive emotions and I want to go around uh, packing a gun or uh, suspicious of burglars and CIA agents everywhere because my fundamental beliefs are bringing me into a very negative emotional state. But if my fundamental belief is that God is in charge of the universe, that he is taking care of me at every turn, that he has angels protecting me and that I can walk through life pretty much safely because God is with me. uh, Then that is uh, an entirely different set of beliefs that leads me to joy and peace. Mm -hmm. And the other part of the other part of that, if I can ramble on a bit here is where we focus our mind. If, if I focus my mind on a source of threat or negativity, then I tend to amplify that, and focus leads to feeling. So if I focus on threat, I feel fear. If I focus on gratitude, I feel appreciation. So focus leads to feeling, leads to feeling. So I'm filled with whatever I focus on. So if I focus on the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If I focus on a, a tradesman that's annoyed me, and I had one happened to me last week, by focus on how annoying that person was that I, I, I am filled with frustration and I'm apt to act out in a, a bad way. So focus leads to feeling, which leads to feeling.
0: Mm. So for those individuals out there that are listening, John, and they're really wanting to um, move in a different direction by correcting mm whether it's those negative recurring thoughts or those negative perceptions to focus on the ways of the Lord or the ways of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. what would you say to them or what guidance can you offer to help them to correct those perceptions?
1: I think there's a a number of ways to look at it and this could be a three hour, that question is a big question with a three hour long answer, but I'll try and break it down. Uh, Firstly, is to mentally rehearse the right thing. We follow patterns that we've created in our brain. And uh, we say, when uh, when X happens, I will do Y. So, uh, for instance, if someone's got a rage problem, an anger problem, when X person provokes me, I am going to flatten them. And they're rehearsing the wrong thing. So we need to rehearse the right thing over and over again. So that when X happens, I am going to forgive. Uh, and you are got to tell yourself, uh, envision yourself in your mind, reacting in a Christ-like way. Look at the biblical examples of Stephen being stoned and saying, Father, do not hold this sin against them. That is uh, not something you do automatically. It's something that he must have done under the power of the Holy Ghost, of course. But also through believing that that's the right way to react and perhaps in himself rehearsing that over and over again till those kind of reactions become automatic. So we have to create new plays, new scenery in the theatre of our mind. In your mind is a little movie playing, and you've got to make the movie go in a different direction. And so if you're someone or if this person wants to correct what they're doing, they're always feeling sad, they're always feeling lost, they're always feeling disappointment. They they need to change the narrative that they've got and say, when X happens, I feel disappointed, to when X happens, I will get a scriptural perspective on it, and I'll see it through God's eyes instead.
0: Mm. And it just makes me think about the scriptures, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, where it talks mm-hmm. about... Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the way that we're going to bring about change, the way that we're going to get a God perspective, the way that we're going to be Holy Spirit led regarding our emotions is that we have to renew our mind to the ways of God in order to follow a different path. And the way that God would
1: want us to go. Yes. Renewing of the mind is absolutely, totally important. It's, it's the driving thing for what we've got to do. Now, the mind, uh, what Paul calls the mind, is actually a Greek word friend. And it, and it has a lot of meanings. But its basic meaning is your sound judgment. You have to renew the way you look at the world, the way you judge circumstances, people and life. And. In the friend word family, there's a thing called phronema, and that's your mental framework. That's the the total structure of the way you look at the world, what we might call our worldview. And in 1 Corinthians 2.16, it says we have the phronema of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. So God's given us a worldview. He's given us a structure. And then we've got to fill that in with all the good things that God wants us to put in there. And the way of thinking of it is, When Adam was innocent and pure, he had a mental framework that was just ready to receive truth. It was like one of those child's pegboards with the triangle and the square and the circle. And uh, you could assume that truth had different shapes and uh, say love was a circle. It would click neatly in for Adam. But when Adam fell, his whole mental structure became warped. And so lust went into the space where love should have been and so on and so forth. Well, Christ gives us the possibility of a totally renewed mind that sees the world differently, and we have to lay hold of that by faith. And in 1 Corinthians 2, it says, I has not seen, nor heard, nor uh, has entered into the mind of man the things that God has for those who love him. But these things, all these wonderful things, have been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit reveals God, reveals the cross, reveals the scriptures to us, And that that goes into our mental framework so that our mind is constantly being renewed. New content is coming into the new framework. And that is why Bible study is so essential. That's why meditating on the scripture is so essential. And it gradually, as the framework is strengthened, as it comes into place, a lot of the junk thinking that we used to have falls out of place. And uh, we need to be committed to a Christian way of being, a Christian way of thinking, a Christian way of judging the world. And that's outlined at length in Biblically Q, the book that I've uh, got, but it's it's quite a process. And uh, very few people are being discipled into that. They think, oh, you know these six uh, uh, things and you're right as a Christian, but there's more to it than that.
0: Mm. And you hit a key word that you mentioned, Don, when you said that we have to be discipled into yep. that. And I think that so um, much of the work when it comes to being emotionally healthy yep. has a great correlation with strong discipleship. And if we're not getting that strong discipleship, whether it's in our church communities or whether um, it's any small community of believers, it's important to truly seek that out because if we are not emotionally healthy or discipled in that way it can create a lot of dysfunction within the body of christ overall
1: yeah i, I have been blessed throughout my 40 years as a christian to nearly always have had a, a prayer partner or two or three that i can pray one-on-one with and they will challenge me about my perspectives on life they will pray for my concerns uh, they will bring scripture to me, to my mind and i will do the same for them Uh, And I think it's incredibly important to have someone that you can journey with, that can disciple you, you can disciple them, and you have a very meaningful friendship. Now, early on in the Christian life, it might have to be a church elder or a pastor or someone who's a youth leader or senior to you to help you to get the basic things in place. But even after 40 years of a Christian, I I have another friend who's a missionary, and we get on uh, the phone or on Zoom and we really go deep and we can go deep for four hours at a time Mm -hmm. and that is essential to me staying on track and meet meet the challenges of ministry and keeping control of my moods and all the discouragements that come with life. Mm -hmm. Having someone who can walk that journey with me has been a very great asset.
0: Oh absolutely and I always have been under the thought that discipleship is for a lifetime and so we go home to be with the lord jesus christ or until his return mm. like discipleship being disciplined in the things of god it is a daily practice in the life of the believer mm. yes your, uh, go ahead in your book um biblical eq john you talk about christ is the model the Bible is a textbook. The Holy Spirit is the power to change and love is the goal. Mm. Can you share a little bit more about, you know, how God gave you that specific order and how it pertains to biblical EQ?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, obviously I, I have a double major in psychology way back. The problem with that, I, I have nothing against psychology, uh, but it doesn't have an ideal person of any sort. It doesn't have any point to which psychology focuses. There's no point of integration. And for the Christian, that's obviously Jesus. Where to be conformed to the nature of God's beloved Son, and that's Romans 8:31. And so, where to be, be like Jesus? Now, we can't get there on our own. And I remember, as a young Christian, I was pastoring a Chinese church in Brisbane, Australia. And I was—they were all putting me up on a pedestal, and I felt awful because I didn't like being put up on a pedestal. I didn't think I could meet their expectations. And I said to God one afternoon, when I had a cup of coffee, I said, "God, I need a magic wand to change my personality. I've got so many faults." And God said, "Where would you start?" And I said, "Oh, I'd start with A." And then I thought, "Oh no, before I did A, I'd have to do B." And then, I said, "Oh no, before I did have to do B, I'd have to do C." And I realized very quickly that I didn't even know where to start with changing my personality. And the Lord said, clearly, leave it to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit's the only person who knows me truly. And it's, the Holy Spirit's the only person who knows exactly what Jesus is like. And the Holy Spirit's the only one with the power to change me. And the Holy Spirit's the only one that knows the 51,000 steps between John and Jesus so he's, he's the only one that can take me on the journey of renewing the mind and changing my character and making me into the image of Jesus. And I just have to cooperate with the work that the Holy Spirit's doing in my life on a day-to-day basis. Now, of course, the Bible is our goal. Uh, no, no, sorry, the Bible is our textbook because the Bible is the only book in the world that reveals the cross to us. There are lots of philosophy books that can talk about self-control, love and forgiveness and whatever. Uh, it's a very nice new age books, uh, but they're wrong. Uh, because they're missing out on the cross, and the cross of Jesus Christ is revealed to us through the gospel, uh, and what Jesus has done to us in his death, and his resurrection, his ascension, and his soon coming return, all of that is revealed only in the Bible, it's only the Bible that gives us the truth about the redemption that's in Jesus, and the, and the great things that God has done for us in this life, and in the next, but how much he can change our personality, what it's like to be dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus in Romans 6. That's revealed in the Bible. No other book tells you that you're dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. That's a, a, a biblical teaching. So we need the Bible. We can't just change ourselves with self-help books. We need scripture properly <laughs> interpreted and revealed to us by the Holy Ghost who reveals things that I has not seen or heard or entered into the mind of man. We need God in the process. We cannot do it ourselves. I cannot pull myself up by my bootstraps. I need all the work of Christ on the cross applied to my life through the Holy Spirit. And so I need to be heading towards Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit, using the scriptures as my textbook uh, and Uh, and love is obviously the goal, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law, so that's the end of the journey, you've fulfilled the law, you've done all that God wants, when you're loving your neighbor as yourself, when you're loving your enemies, when you're uh, loving the Lord with your whole heart, mind, soul and strength, you've fulfilled the law, you've done it, you're there, Uh, and so uh, the goal of our faith is love uh, from a pure heart and a sincere faith, and so that's the goal, Uh, and that's where we want to go, that's uh, what we want to be, we want to be a fully loving, authentic human being.
0: Absolutely. And love is the end-all be-all of, of everything that we are moving and advancing towards. And I think it's so important, too, that, as you mentioned, with psychology, the thing about that is that so much of it tries to change the the inner without recognizing the cross and, you know, there may be temporary changes, there may be superficial mm. changes, but when it comes to that spiritual alignment with that longing and that need to know God and to know him in the pardon of our sins and salvation, mm. uh, it is totally missing in that psychology piece.
1: Yes, it, it, it is. Psychology is valid in many respects. It t- teaches us some, some very useful things. But it's it's blind about the cross, and it's blind about the nature of Jesus, and we just have to accept that it's efficient in certain areas and deficient in others. So uh, uh, those things that psychology has scientifically affirmed and confirmed are very useful, but there are other things which it just does not know, uh, and we just have to recognize that and uh, realize that we need everything that's revealed to us by God.
0: Absolutely. Something else that I noticed, too, regarding your work in the book um, that you've written, John, is that you talk about emotions and how that affects our physiology. Yep. Can you talk a little bit about emotions and then the physical connection and how that relates to us as believers?
1: Sure. Well, OK, let's just take a a, a common circumstance uh, uh, a few years back, a, a guy gave me a, what he told me was a super strong cup of coffee. He didn't tell me he'd put eight shots of espresso in it. Mm. So so I drink this cup of coffee with eight shots of espresso in it and I'm totally messed up by it, right? Mm. I am wired. I am buzzed uh, because what has happened is my biochemistry was affected and that affected my mood. It affected my emotions because I had this silly chemical floating around in high concentrations in my bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And and so our emotions can flow from our physiology. People with heart problems tend to be uh, susceptible to violent mood swings and anger. Mm -hmm. Uh, People with dementia have uh, emotional problems and can become very paranoid. And so our body generates emotions for us that we then have to uh, submit to God. And pain, of course, chronic pain, will, will work. I knew someone who had terrible rheumatoid arthritis and it was a matter of praying for that person and helping them to walk the journey of, of the discouraging emotions that flow from having rheumatoid arthritis. Also, our emotions affect our body, uh, such as stress and uh, and other things. So if we are constantly worrying, if we are constantly stressing over things, that will release uh, certain chemicals in our body that damage our organs and damage our mind and, and set pathways in our brain that are very negative for us. So it's, it's an interacting thing between ourselves and our body because we're very much creatures of the body. And so we need to recognize how we are physiological beings and we don't need to super spiritualize every emotion that comes to us. Sometimes emotions just float through. We have them and they go away. And that's when the Hebrew Old Testament, it says, I have an emotion. I have anger. Not that, that I am angry is an English thing. But in Hebrew, I have anger and the anger can come and the anger can go. And I think that's a better perspective because mm-hmm. uh, particularly if, uh, if, if you're in an uncomfortable physiological situation, uh, you may have emotions that you think are very unspiritual, but it's just your body uh, and you don't need to spiritualize them or worry about them. Just commit it to the Lord. And try and change the physiological state you're in, uh, and, uh, and then the emotions will come right.
0: Oh, and that's so good. And even as you're talking about that, it just really is important for us to um, evaluate or, or name and identify mm-hmm. our emotions so that we can know how to really bring them subject to The word of God and allowing that word to regulate our minds, helping us to stay grounded, centered and focused.
1: Yes, Uh, and we've got to be able to name the emotions within us and acknowledge I am feeling X. I I am feeling concerned or I'm feeling this or that. And then to, to once we know what we're feeling, we can bring it up to the word of God and say, is it right to be concerned about this? Do I have to turn this matter over to the Lord? But while we're just feeling sort of, while the emotion has not yet surfaced, uh, we may be acting out of an emotion we're not recognizing and we snap at the kids or something like that.
0: One of the things that you also do, John, is that you are the CEO of Cyber Missions. Yep. Can you share a little bit about this organization, its purpose with our listeners?
1: Sure. Uh, Cyber Missions is a digital ministry that uses computers and the internet to facilitate the Great Commission around the world. Uh, We have numerous online courses. Uh, We have a seminary that caters to pastors in Africa that can't afford uh, a, a US seminary or something like that. It's an online seminary. We have thousands of articles on different websites. We have websites on prayer, websites on Bible teaching, And also we develop digital resources for the body of Christ. We've just developed a thing called Pastor Box, which is a hotspot that shares Bible training in very remote places where there's no electricity and no Internet.
0: Mm -hmm. And so for those individuals, John, who really want to know more about biblical EQ and um, where they can find you, where can they find you out there on the Internet?
1: Okay, you can go to BiblicalEQ.com or BiblicalEQ.org, either works. So go to BiblicalEQ.com. You can buy the book, you can watch the videos, uh, and it's all there for you. And uh, you can contact me if you need to at uh, JohnEd at CyberMissions.org, J-O-H-N-E-D at CyberMissions.org. But BiblicalEQ.com is your resource, and you can order the book there from Amazon, I think it's fourteen ninety-five or something. And uh it's a good book for slow Bible study. It's a little bit a little bit deep. So but it's it's a it's a good book. Go through it gradually, apply it to your life.
0: Thank you so much. And for those that are out there listening, John, and regarding managing their emotions and Again, wanting to get grounded and following the way of the Holy Spirit when it comes to living as the Lord would want us to with a healthy emotional state. What are some final words that you would share with those listeners?
1: I think uh, we're going back to the beginning to to the true self and the false self. Many Christians see their sin as integral to who they are. Your sin is not integral to who you are. Your sin will be gone. If you died this minute and went to heaven, your sin would not go with you there. Your sin is not part of your eternal self in any way, shape or form. It will be left uh, behind with your body and you have died to sin and you have, have died to that whole thing. It has no more power to hold you back from heaven. So you need to make a separation in your mind between your sinful self and your real and true self uh, that's going to be with the Lord in heaven. And that will empower you. You'll be able to look at that and say, oh, that's my old self, that's my sinful self, that's not me. And when you say that sin is not you, and that Christ is you, then you will have much, much greater power uh, in your Christian life. You'll walk out of condemnation into the grace of God And you'll be able to affirm yourself and affirm yourself doing the good thing. you catch yourself doing things good. Catch yourself when you're being loving. Catch yourself when you're being kind and say, that's the real me. That kind person, that's the real me. Uh,
0: Thank you so, so much for those encouraging and insightful words. And it has truly been a blessing and a pleasure to be able to speak with you on the topic of biblical EQ. It has been enlightening. And I know that our listeners will glean so much from your words of wisdom and your truth, just as I have on today, John.
1: Well, thank you, Rakeshia. I have enjoyed being part of this podcast. And God bless you and all your audience.
0: Thank you so much. Blessings to you as well, John.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: God bless. Bye. 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 For speaking engagements, health tips, and total health education and inspiration, visit rockyourworldnaturally.com, and on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, Rock Your World Naturally, and on Twitter, rockyourworld28.